SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Turning conventional wisdom on its head. on SAFM. Good evening, Mr. Ray Kutsitze Malala, founder of the Cleanup Squad. Good evening, sir. How are you, man? Well, man, how's it going? Oh, no, everything is okay. It's a fourth annual long walk taking place from the 13th through the 14th of October 2020. The walk yeah. will include a trek from Joburg to Tswane and feature smaller walk to advocate for the provision of halfway houses in the yeah. rehabilitation process. What are we talking yeah. about and why are people walking? Not that I'm averse to it. Um, we are working basically to advocate for basically for free rehabilitation uh, to uh, service users um, and substance abusers in Atani and also around the country and also to get like a free halfway houses and skill centers um, in um, around uh, the province as well. Because we realized um, last year we took around 80 service users to rehab. Um, and when they came back from rehab, 60 of them are relapsed. Um, so when they relapsed, we realized part of the problem was that when these guys come back, I mean, a seven weeks of detox or rehab, it's not enough. Um, it's not sufficient uh, for them to actually keep the habit. And then, I mean, we realized that we needed a halfway house and skill center so that these guys, when they come out of rehab, they have an alternative for something that actually keeps them busy. Um, so the walk on the 13th and the 14th of August, it's a drive to recruit. We're looking for 40 uh, service users who are actually volunteering or want to go to rehab. Uh, so we'll assist them with the process. And also uh, also on the 13th as well, we will be going to the city of Tani to the administrator. Uh, we will be uh, giving them our memorandum and stating our grievances and our demand basically to get that skill center and halfway house uh, in our city. So in short, if I understood your early points are that you're looking to recruit 40 existing substance users who volunteer yeah. to be rehabilitated and that yeah. rehabilitation program will be facilitated over a seven week program and implicit in that is to help the recruits at least the 40 of with skills development and reintegration into their communities over a further yeah. six months after the seven week period is that correct that's that's definitely correct. You see what we want to do is that we want to take them to a rehab pro- program for that seven weeks. And then when they come out of rehab, uh, we've already acquired certain skills and machinery. Um, like I'm also involved in the tombstone business. So we want to teach them how to do tombstones. Um, we've also partnered with other NPOs who help them to start up their own businesses. Um, and we've also partnered up with local farmers as well. So these guys, we want to keep them busy for that six months. So we don't want them to, to be back at the streets. So we just want the assistance to say to it. I mean, the program has been tried and proven that, look, we can't detox these people. They can't uh, get the, the drug out of the system. But right now what we need is more funding and an um, and institution also a facility whereby they can actually, you know, get certain skills so that we can keep the busy as well. What motivated for this? I mean, government has tried or is trying. Certain non-governmental organizations as well have attempted or are still attempting to do this. The cleanup squad is entering into a space really where there have been existing, if you like, solutions-driven programs. 
with varying degrees of success, how do you propose to be different to what is already out there? Or, of course, I mean, I say this with the fact that you are doing this now for the fourth time. Um, look, I, I think uh, for me personally, I've buried family members, I've buried friends, uh, people I've sat down in a desk and work in primary school. Um, for me personally, especially as a young person, I can relate to most young people because I think uh, the biggest problem right now, I was actually telling my friends the other day that um, compared to the other walks, this year I've realized that the most important part about, especially us as young people, is that, especially young black men, uh, we lack a lot of uh, emotional intelligence, and that has led us to a lot of, um, to, to lead us astray in terms of a lot of things. Even when you talk about gender-based violence, it, it always boils down back to emotional intelligence. So, with this one, I'll be not only just looking for people who just want to go to rehab, but people who, you know, are willing to get counseling. Uh, we're doing this differently by also looking at counseling and, and also having an ongoing process whereby we don't just dump people at rehab, but we have an ongoing process whereby we build the emotional intelligence. Uh, because our social workers, we always discuss this and we always find that people actually become hooked on, on drugs. Uh, because they have certain triggers or certain issues they haven't dealt with. Uh, so we have to get into the crux of those issues and then address them. And after addressing them, it's then we can actually build the intelligence of someone emotionally because it all boils down to emotions. Uh, people actually mm. use drugs because they want to feel good. Uh, they want to escape certain you know, realities or dynamics which they're facing. So once a person can actually learn to deal with those emotions, uh, they can be drug-free. And we, we, we have proven it. I mean, there's one guy who didn't even go to rehab I mean, he kicked the habit after his mother told him that uh, he loved him. And then I was like, dude, how could you? And he's like, no, but that's all I wanted to hear. I wanted to get my mother to acknowledge me that she loves me. Um, and, and all along, I couldn't get that. I felt like I was not loved. So you could actually see that this, this thing is emotionally rooted. So once we can actually learn how to actually help people with the emotions, then we can do it. But the problem in the past is that people dump people into rehab facilities and they think that, you know, after seven weeks, it's enough. And you find that the person has been smoking the drug for over 10 years and you can't expect them to actually just, you know, kick the head in just after seven weeks. Experience is indeed the best teacher, and I appreciate the fact that you narrated how it affected you personally. In as much as I am interested in your statement that black men lack emotional intelligence, unpack that statement. Sorry, can you repeat that again? I'm, I'm inviting you to unpack your statement where you said black men lack emotional intelligence. Where does that come from? When um, look, was that um, coming, coming from the township and, and also looking at how, um, you know, as young people, we react to certain situations. Um, when people actually, you know, debate or argue with you, or if you are in a relationship with your girlfriend and stuff, um, I've seen a lot of my friends who have actually normalized actually getting violent instead of actually arguing or constructively. Uh, being able to debate as well. And you'd find that even most people don't know how to address certain issues, like issues of poverty, issues of unemployment, and all those kind of things. So when emotions start flooding into your head, uh, you'd find that you know someone doesn't know how to deal with it. So you'd find that looking at the social dynamics and social ills that we have, especially as young black people, um, emotionally we're not educated enough to actually deal with certain issues. I mean, I, and, and I think maybe it's a 
paralysis that we actually have because people actually get emotional first before they start actually reacting. So they, they, they start seeing emotions and then after starting emotions and they start reacting yes. afterwards yes, based on, on, on the emotions. So that's, that's our downfall because people don't actually do constructive thinking. Uh, they do emotional thinking, and which sometimes actually leads us into a lot of trouble. You know, I, for one, I'm also guilty of it because I don't know any better. I've just actually discovered this thing called emotional intelligence. And I look at my past relationships and, and, and how it fights with my partners and stuff, and I realize, that, man, I'm also not intelligent as well. Um, so that, in a way, um, you know, once I sat down with some of the service users um, and, and substance abusers and I've got to sit down with them and understand the crux of it, um, it's linked with social issues, but mostly uh, it's because people have serious emotions that they're not dealing let me with. And, and, brother, and, let me interrupt you very quickly. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in where these conclusions come from when you say black men lack emotional intelligence and 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 your response has been largely predicated on what your eyes have seen or personally have experienced beyond you where do you draw the conclusion that says black men lack emotional intelligence um we've, we've done a study uh, with our social workers and also local mpos around here um and through those studies uh we've actually discovered um, and maybe I also stigmatized that a bit that I actually just using the word black, but um, most of us in the township and most of us, most service users that we've actually conducted the study with, uh, it's then we came up to that conclusion that we do need to emphasize more training uh, when it actually uh-huh. comes to emotional intelligence. Um, so that's what, one of the courses uh, that we're actually offering in our program whereby we actually get to teach people a bit of emotional intelligence and we've actually enjoyed a bit of success in actually implementing it uh, as part of uh, the reintegration and rehabilitation program. What was the nature of the study and where can one access the results of that study? Uh, the study is available on our page, it's the Cleanup Squad, uh, but you can find us also on our Facebook page as well, you can find it. I can also make it readily available to you as well. Uh, I can tell you uh, we have a PDF of it. Um, one of our researchers uh, who works for the University of Victoria has done it as well. Uh, so I can send you more information on it uh, if you want to get more into it. No, 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 this is interesting because, I mean, when one draws such statements, I, I get invested because I wouldn't want to, unless I am, I speak for myself, certainly, I, I wouldn't want to be drawn into a particular research that has such adverse sweeping statements, and I wouldn't want to be quoted. Hence, I'm asking these pointed questions in relation to who commissioned the study, where is the study, if whether or not it is peer-reviewed, and what was the sample of the study, so as to come to the conclusion of that black men lack emotional intelligence. And, and I was asking, and especially triggered by the fact that you said one of your yeah. pupils or one of your candidates had been the rebellious kind only until he was told by his mother that she loved him. So whether or not that makes that guy one who is emotionally intelligent is, of course, compromised by the fact that there was one before him who didn't have the emotional intelligence to affirm the young boy who ultimately became a man. So hence, these questions are important, and I, I wouldn't have wanted to do anything else other than just to probe some of the statements you made. 
Yeah, I think, you know, the most important part about, um, you know, looking at emotional intelligence and linking it with substantive views is that it's always linked to triggers. Um, there's always emotional triggers that are actually triggering people to actually use. Uh, for the first time, for the first time you find that it's leisure, and then when you go forward, you'd find that someone actually wants to uh, escape a certain reality or someone doesn't want to, you know, it's a coping mechanism. Uh, you'd find that someone actually uses the drug to actually, you know, you know, face reality on a day-to-day basis. Uh, so hence, then we, you know, when you're actually linking it up, you then realize uh, that there is a need to actually do a bit of training when it comes to emotional intelligence and also how to actually get a certain issue. Um, you know, I, I, I know that um, through our NPO, Katagani, and also our social workers that we're working with, uh, we've also discovered that, I mean, through, um, you know, such issues of, of people actually, like, you know, experiencing emotional intelligence, you find people also suffering from depression as well, uh, those who haven't been using, you know, substances and stuff. So it's a serious, serious issue uh, that most people actually have to actually find out that, you know, um, in terms of our mental and emotional well-being, um, you know, it's been a trying year, and I'm not saying, I mean, 2020 has been an exception, but also even what's the other years as well, that you'd find that, uh, emotionally and mentally, our wellness, um, it, it's lacking behind people, and especially us in the township. Um, you know, when we come to emotional well-being and mental fitnesses, I mean, it's not things that we would normally take seriously into consideration that, you know, you do have to need to protect yourself emotionally and mentally. The founder of the Cleanup Squad, Mr. Reikutu, Reikutsitze Malala, has made some strong statements. After the break, we engage a couple of your voice notes in relation to the conversation he and I have shared. Of course, the Cleanup Squad hosts its fourth annual long walk from Johannesburg to Soshanguve between the 13th and the 14th of October, hoping to recruit some 40 substance abusers for a seven-week detox program, after which said recruiters will be involved in a skills development and a reintegration program into their communities which is proposed to last for six months of course you can engage any of the matters that i've raised together with my guest of this evening mr malala immediately after the break please do participate 0891 whatsapp voice notes 0614 you know the rules the viewpoint 8 to 10 p.m Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhezomapete on SAFM. Mr. Reikutite Malala, founder of the Cleanup Squad, is on the line until the top of the hour. It's the fourth annual long walk organized by the Cleanup Squad with the hope and aim of recruiting substance abusers into a program of detoxing as well as skills development and reintegration into their societies. If you're a black man from a township, chances are, and if you're, of course, a substance abuser, it is because you lack emotional intelligence and there's research to that extent. Let's listen to some voice notes before we continue and conclude the conversation with Mr. Malal. Very good point, but I disagree. You know, I don't think it's only black men that lacks the emotional intelligence because this thing goes a deep way because you find that this black man is not raised by himself. He's raised by, by the woman. So now, this thing of emotional intelligence plays a major role in a society and if our, our, our academic school doesn't instill such pride 
in our learners. So now I don't think this emotional intelligence is only on the side of of of, of the man. Yes, it, it can be tracked there, more especially on the on the on the on the economic transition as well, and which which embarked on 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 the on the on, the, on triggers the the, the VGB violence. <coughs> Mr. Malala, do you want to respond to the listener? Uh, look, um, he's, he's actually right in, in what he's actually saying, uh, that you know, emotional intelligence is mostly white, uh, but it does significantly contribute uh, to what, uh, you know, drug addiction, especially for you know, the, the youth, especially young people. Um, rightfully so. It's not something that in school... Uh, we've been taught how to deal with it or how to deal with certain issues. It's not something that academically has been offered. Um, and that's what you say. I, I mean, it's, it, it is, does sound like something that going forward, we should actually instill it um, and actually instill that kind of cultural pride whereby we can actually, you know, equip young people with how to care or deal with certain issues that actually come their way emotionally. You know, uh, because most of us, especially when when you look at things like your peer pressure, when you look at things like the economic or social issues, um, everything else boils down to how does one actually react uh, to a certain issue or situation when they face? Do they react emotionally or do they act rationally? Um, and I think you'd find that most of us, we experience our emotions emotionally first before we act rationally. I'm interested in the terms of reference of this research now that the listener has triggered it. You, you said this is research. Um, what were the terms of reference? What were you trying to actually find out that gave you the conclusion that black men lack emotional intelligence? Yeah, I see, I see that one with the black men, like it's actually you test there. <laughs> Uh, but um, you, you know the terms of reference was that um, I mean we we as actually as young people personally as myself um, we were actually experiencing high volumes of people who were actually relapsing um, when when you are actually in the space of actually trying to help people and then you find that there's a significant number like I said in the past we've taken 18 and 60 relapses um, and then I mean we had to get to the crux of it and I mean we had to do a depression session to say where did we get it wrong? And from that part, we realized that, you know, when you even take service users to rehab, there has to be a preparation stage whereby these people need to be sat down with the social worker. And then they have to actually, you know, discuss and, and actually we have to find the crux of the problem before we deal with actual, the actual detoxing. Um, and I think from all the cases that we've dealt with, uh, this was the highlight of it that actually came out. Um, and I think with this walk this year as well, that's what we primarily trying to address. We're trying to address that issue, and we, we're not just only trying to take people to rehab, but we're also trying to make sure that um, it's a sustainable program and, and they will be off the drugs. In relation to relapsing, I want to move on from this point. I don't think I've been sufficiently addressed, but how many relapses have you seen since you started this initiative? Uh, yeah, since we started this program, uh, I think the majority of it, I think the first year we took 30 to rehab and then 15 of them uh, were clean. Uh, the second year we took uh, 40 and then after taking 40, uh, we also saw a relapse of 30 and last year uh, it was around 80 and, and then we saw a relapse of about, um, you know, 60 of them actually relapsing. 
Um, it's, it's definitely not good numbers, uh, but I think, like I've actually alluded, the problem was that we just took them to rehab and then we didn't do the reintegration and also the skills uh, and the halfway house training with them after the, after the program. Fantastic. Final comment then from the listener. It's an SMS. Some parents vow to kill the children should they start taking Nyaope. This drug is demonic. It can make neighbors and family turn against each other. And it seems like there's no political will to address this problem. Even in the police stations in townships, these junkies are released within hours and nothing further is taken. The SAPS say they fear that these junkies will die of withdrawal symptoms while in custody. I think the COVID has made this worse in our townships. Children have had much too free time unsupervised in Pimville, Soweto. That is the thought of Nomzamo. Final comment from you, please, Mr. Malal. Um, it's a serious problem. Um, when we look at um, Nyalpe in the township now, it's actually paired with HIV and AIDS because um, you have users actually now um, who have evolved into not only smoking the drug, but also, you know, sharing needles uh, with a method called Bluetooth. Um, so the evolution of it, it's, it's quite bad because you'd find that um, most of them who are actually using Nyalpe now would actually find that some of them are also HIV positive. So they don't even take meds. Uh, so that's actually also increase the numbers of people who actually get to pass away. So it's, it's quite it's quite sad and it's quite drastic. But, I mean, we actually encourage people to when before they go to rehab, and it's a problem that we experience, that before we actually call them to go to rehab, you would have to ask them to go to a clinic to get a medical report. And you'd find that most of them have not been taking medication. So it, it is a serious problem because if a user is arrested and they get to, you know, experience withdrawal symptoms in prison, it could prove to be fatal. Um, so it is a truth. Uh, when someone can be taken to a prison hold themselves and they are a user, when they experience withdrawal symptoms, it's quite a very dangerous situation because they have to take their meds uh, and they have to be administered uh, in a proper health care facility. Let's leave it there then, Mr. Reikutitze Malala, founder of the Cleanup Squad. All the best for your long walk that is happening next week, 13 to 14 October, hoping to recruit 40 substance abusers, seven-week facilitated detox program, and of course, reintegration into society for a further six months after that with some skills development in the pipeline. All the best. Thank you. Can I leave our numbers quickly? Uh, if anyone knows anyone sure. who wants to go to rehab, they can call us on 084-984-9045. 084-984-9045. No problem. I'll be sure to read that out. And perhaps you can tag us on Twitter in relation to where I can find that research for my own edification. Mr. Malala, thank you so much for your time. And Mr. Host, good evening. It's time for news.